Oh, it's another social distancing podcast. Let's do Femme it. Ferrari. What's up, my man? How you doing? Doing good. How are you doing? Uh, you know what? This is uh, this has definitely been an interesting time in the broadcast life for all of us. <laughs> Fa- fascinating, really. You know? How are you? I'm doing well, you know, just surviving here. Uh, I guess we should update the folks. Day 15 with no sports in this yeah. uh, coronavirus world that we live in. But uh, things have been going well. Yeah, things are going well. Just uh, kind of hammering away, seeing what's going on on social media, seeing what news might apply to our market and stuff like that. And uh, surprisingly, we have a decent amount of stuff to get to today. Yeah, there's been a, a lot of <laughs> stuff. Uh, I, I have been kind of uh, just based on what we do. And here we are doing the social distancing podcast and yeah. we have a rotation and minimal people at the station. But Man, this is going to like rewrite the books on broadcast as well as other businesses. I mean, how many people are realizing, gee, we pay rent and people could actually work from their home study, you, <laughs> you, you know what I mean, in other businesses. And like, the, you know, maybe that cuts down on transportation, office space, pollution. I don't know. Yeah. Just, nothing is going to be the same, Femi, after this. No, in I, so I many mean, regards. I, whenever you have something of this magnitude, you're always going to get change on the back end. And it'll be interesting to kind of see whenever this ends, what those changes are and who makes those decisions. And I mean, I'm sure you'll still get the typical like office and all that stuff, but some forward thinking operations might definitely go the route that you're suggesting and maybe cut the, the, the building and just say, Hey, we'll have one headquarters somewhere and then everybody else kind of works remote. And we just uh, have our people just wake up, go to work and, Maybe they'll be more efficient that way. Who knows? It's an interesting time that we're living in. And uh, I think it'll be even more interesting as things kind of play themselves out whenever we uh, get out of this uh, coronavirus phase. Yeah. Have have you seen our new uh, weather morning meteorologist, Kristen Clark, had a tweet this morning. I also saw one from Bill Weir, CNN. Uh, Kristen showed um, like a 30-day lapse of Seattle and like pollution over Seattle. And how it's decreased. And Bill Ware also showed San Francisco's and just with the amount of no traffic. And then you see the uh, to go across the world to Venice where they're not stirring up the canals. They're cleaner than they've ever been. This is bizarre. You know what I mean? (laughs) It it is a a wild time that we're in right now. (laughs) Yeah. And to add all all, everything to it, you're really cut off because there's cracks in the West Seattle bridge. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to go an alternate route now these days. and uh, Oh, goodness. It's, yeah, it's, it's just one thing on top of the other that's just kind of hitting us out here in West Seattle. Because they said, hey, social distancing. Well, the entire city of West Seattle is going to socially distance uh, from, from the rest they, of the Yeah, rest of the old, man, old man bridge took care of that. Yeah. So. <laughs> Just nuts, man. Yeah, but what can you do? But other than roll with the punches, I guess that's all we right. That's all we can do these days. That's all you can do, man. It's good advice for sure. I mean, speaking of rolling with the punches and all that, I mean, we've seen a lot of our sports go away. Obviously, with the coronavirus going on over the last few weeks. I mean, today we talked about it earlier this week, but today was supposed to be opening day Mm -hmm. in Major League Baseball. I've seen a lot of people posting that it's an opening day. Actually, opening day, opening day. Is what, is what we're calling funny. it today is opening day at home, I guess, is how we've seen a lot of networks playing kind of classic baseball games and just uh, an interesting time with, I guess, our first big event. I guess our second big event since March Madness should be well underway 
um, this week and stuff, but it's our second big event that is now feeling the effects of COVID-19. Yeah. And you know, I don't, I was thinking today, I don't recall, you know, since you get to a certain age where you start to remember everything, right? I don't recall ever there not being an opening day, you know, yeah. obviously. I mean, even 94, when they had the strike shortened season, they, they, they still played yeah, they started part of the season. season. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a huge void. And, and what's interesting about it is it's not just baseball. I mean, it, yeah, nothing is going on. You know what I mean? So they're just one of the casualties of this time we're in. But it was weird. I, I think baseball is very so uh, uniquely American. Uh, it's persevered through so so many years. Uh, I was talking with Sue Bird today, and and she was talking about how when the WNBA does come back, that that will the thing that will be foremost in her memory and her thought was being a New Yorker like she was. She was in high school during 9-11 when the Yankees took the field after that terrorist attack and they had the FDNY, NYPD hats and all that. Uh, She said that she imagines that's whatever the sport, that's what it's going to be like. Like we're getting going again. And so whether it's baseball or NBA or hockey or you name it, um, I would love for it to be baseball because it is so – like we said, such a, a so woven into the fiber of America, and it's it's very tribal, very regional, right? That's what that that's one of the knocks on it as far as a broadcast entity. Uh, it's just what market does better than others because you know I don't I don't know if anybody's gonna sit down and watch a Reds Braves game if they don't have to if you live in Seattle, right? Yeah. Um, but maybe someone like myself would. So <laughs> you, you, you have those you have those types of things. But uh, I, I don't know. Was it was it weird for you? Because I was just like having baseball on and. Uh, you know, and, and I and I've been looking at the the sports calendar in your family. The twenty six, I had M's home opener. Everyone works. Yeah, and I was stoked for you. That would have been your first coverage of a Mariners home opener. Yeah, you and, know, and, and we were down there spring training together. Yeah, yeah so David, I mean, I've been looking forward to it ever since we got back from spring training. You know, you get excited. You you're down there with the team for a couple of days, and it's like, all right, okay, we'll see how this kind of plays out, and we we kind of know what to expect early on, and just just seeing kind of what the season will uh, will unfold and seeing how maybe those young guys, maybe how soon they're able to come up and all that stuff. And then to have this kind of just kind of all knock it off is really a bummer. But I mean, you mentioned for me, usually opening day, it kind of always creeps up on me because uh, I'm a big basketball guy. So I'm always sure. watching the March Madness. And I was, I was like, Oh wow. Like today, today would have been the start of the sweet 16. And you know, it's one of those days where you, where you need multiple TVs. You're watching the Sweet 16 games. You got opening day baseball on on the other TV and all that stuff. So it, it's kind of been a day that's always crept up on me. But this year, after going to spring training, I was like, okay, I have that date circled now, opening day. Like, all right, March 26th, the Mariners will take on the Texas Rangers and we'll start the season first of 162. And, yeah, right. it, it's everything's obviously come to a screeching halt and, rightfully so but it's, yeah it's just definitely kind of just a bummer to the fact that we don't have that right now and it's it really i think that's comes synonymous with spring it's comes synonymous with late march and now mm. here we are with this big void yeah and uh they they've often you talk about the basketball season i i remember for years we we have had the mariners opener on the same day on the monday of the national championship game um, and obviously because they moved it up now and why have they moved it up? Because they, they have instituted more off days for players during the season. That's why we were beginning and why we do begin now on March 26th, as opposed to April 
fourth or fifth or whatever. Um, but it, I mean, could you imagine? I mean, Sweet Sixteen and Opening Day all in the yeah. same. I mean, that's just a sports lover's delight, right? Yeah. I mean, not to mention you'd have NBA and NHL going on too. Yeah, it, it's 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 kind of crazy. I mean, heck, MLS during the weekend and all that stuff. Right. Oh, can't yeah, forget that. It's a, yeah. So we have we have a defending champion Sounders team, and <laughs> and you know it's uh it, it, yeah, it's just really kind of a bummer that while we have all these distractions and it feels like people are kind of getting into the groove of finding something to distract themselves from what's going on right now because I think that was one of the big things that we saw that those first maybe four or five days of everyone kind of realizing the severity of the coronavirus was that people were just kind of shocked. It was like, Oh my gosh, wow. Like everything is canceled. Like, and it was almost like the news was coming every 15, 30 minutes of yeah. something new happening of this is canceled. This is postponed. This is postponed. This is right. canceled. But now that it's kind of slowed down to an extent and now it's just mainly updates. I feel like most people have kind of gone into a groove of, all right, what are we watching? I'm binge watching this or I'm watching <laughs> this or I'm, watching these classic games i'm doing this like people are kind of now almost are growing accustomed to not having any sports in a weird way it's like right. obviously we, we still feel that that void and we feel it and you know it's nothing like live sports but it's almost like okay like all right we don't have that now it's time to rehab almost as a sports watching society <laughs> we've, we've been injured and now it's the long rehab and well, who knows when we'll be able to recover and get back into the game but you know, it's just, it's like, we're just kind of now getting into this weird groove of like, I mean, I've just observed for myself. I'm just like, wow. Like this is now I've never in my life gone 15 days without watching live sports. Right. So, <laughs> so what have you been filling your eyeballs with? Oh my God. The sports aren't there. I know the bachelor ended the bachelor ended. So <laughs> we, we, we could have used the bachelor right now to be honest. But it, all it, that like it, face touching and all yeah. those things that you're not supposed to do now, they would be doing. It, right? ended, it ended right before all of this really got going. But like, this is, isn't that ironic? Isn't that ironic? <laughs> um, but mainly, I've just been kind of catching up on a lot of movies, or you know, just like I've been watching some classic sports games and stuff like that. I mean, right now. I have it on mute, but FS1 is showing Game 7 of the 2001 World Series, the Yankees-Diamondbacks, that, oh. that being a classic series. And so, yeah. I mean, that's one of the best baseball games I've ever seen. I still remember it to this day. Um, but, you know, just watching different movies, you know, like, I, movies I'd never seen before. that have been Like what? Critically, uh, I watched Rounders the other day with Matt oh, with Damon. with Matt Damon? Yeah, with Matt yeah. Damon. I'd never seen it before and heard about it a little bit and really took it in. And, and it, was, it was awesome. Uh, you, you must gamble. Yeah, <laughs> eats his Oreos without the the cream. Right, takes takes the filling out, puts them back together. Yeah, t- 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 oh t- my KGB. god! <laughs> yeah, that's a good movie. That's it's, really underrated. It's a, ve- a very good movie, and uh, yeah. Uh, so I watched that, and especially like okay, b- being a big Texas Hold'em guy in high school. Yeah, you know, like me and my buddies, we always played Texas Hold'em. So I like the movie was like right up my alley. I was like, oh my gosh, like like I, I know the lingo and all this stuff, and like. It was it was a, it was an awesome movie. Uh, what else did I watch? I watched uh, Broadcast News. I'd never seen that one. That's an '80s throwback. It sure is. Um, so I yeah, I'd never seen that. So I watched that last night. Okay. And then so I've just been kind of watching whatever's on and just kind of just I, I've I've rewatched some. I mean, I'm a big Karate Kid fan. One of my favorite movies. So oh yeah. I, I watched that. I think for the 72nd time uh, a couple days ago. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, just have you of- seen the, the 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 Cobra Kai guy is in that ad for the insurance or whatever? Yes, and he's <laughs> got the two different like suits or whatever well, the, the they, thing was business one or whatever did you know that they made the spinoff uh like the called cobra kai it's like a youtube series yeah I mean, yeah i think it went two seasons or so i'm not sure but <laughs> some people said it was good i i haven't seen it i, I haven't think, watched it either maybe i'll put it on uh on on the list of what to watch but uh yeah no it's, well, it's just kind of different things that you just kind of done to that i've always put off of like hey i want to watch this movie but I really want to watch this game and it's live, so I'm going to watch the game because I can always watch the movie yeah. whenever. I guess now my, is that whenever. <laughs> exactly. That's always been my opinion as well. Let's watch it live. Did Did you see that in Europe? Because so many people are watching Netflix that they basically had to ask Netflix Europe to stop broadcasting or delivering films in HD because oh, wow. so many people are consuming the film and stuff yeah that it was they were afraid it was going to break the internet it's such a volatile time for the world and everything i was just like oh my god wow. but speaking of which do you watch any series have you been watching any series i haven't watched any series yet i i haven't gotten it i'm, I'm a big I, i'm not a big movie guy or a big tv guy but i usually lean movie just because it's efficient yeah. it's just like all right tell me the story in two hours but uh, I haven't gotten into any series yet, but I'm sure I'll be venturing down that path uh, as we're only on day 15 right now. <laughs> right. Right. But do you have any recommendations? Well, there is. Um, do, you, do you have the Amazon video? Stuff? I do have, I have Amazon Prime. Yes. Um, well, I, I think if you watch Ozark. Okay. That that show is crazy. And the nice thing is it's a good time to watch it because season three is like just coming out like this weekend i think okay so like you could get through those two and then go ahead and be ready you wouldn't have to wait yeah. you know it's a good it's a good time like jason bateman's in that he's hysterical but like i started watching i'm like oh this is gonna be kind of funny jason bateman's in it and then all of a sudden i was like holy cow this show just got dark <laughs> and then and then you just go down this cave and it's just like wow you know and, and one thing the reason i asked about the amazon thing is i I watched this, I kind of just fell upon this show called The Widow mm-hmm. with, with Kate Beckinsale. And it's almost like just a long movie. So it's not a huge commitment from a series. And I think it's like seven or eight episodes. Okay. It's really good. It's, it, it's pretty wild, like the twists and turns in it. Um, you, you can watch some trailers on Amazon, see if you want to watch it. But, you know, she's also pleasant to look at. So it wasn't too bad <laughs> to watch for seven or eight episodes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so I, I, don't, I don't mind with that. But yeah, um, but there's there's so much out there. I know Ozark's coming out this week. And then, um, gosh, there's, there, wh- wh- what's that show that the something King? That, oh, Tiger King. Yeah, yeah, Tiger King. So, yeah, my girlfriend Liz, she watched that. I, I didn't, I wasn't able to see it, but uh, right. That, that, I mean, that's like the most popular one out there right now. I guess so. I, I got everyone's everyone's raving about it and how crazy it is. Yeah, I guess I gotta watch that. Yeah, because Sue Sue Bird said she was watching that this weekend with Megan. That's yeah. what that's what they're they're doing. So yeah, we'll see, see. see what I'm saying? Like everyone's got their <laughs> everyone has their list of either right. binge content or maybe movies or or books or whatever you know it's they're playing games or doing different dance videos on tiktok and all that stuff like it's it's amazing how much or how creative we can get when we are desperate to entertain ourselves right (laughs) it's been pretty awesome especially like internet things that people just send me 
like we just keep each <laughs> other laughing the, the the amount of humor that people are creating and that they're finding yeah it's been it's been fantastic i mean i just it just cracks me up you know the nick heath guy mm-hmm. uh from uh england that that does the everyday play-by-play yep uh, he just been putting that stuff out on twitter it's, it's a it's a riot i mean there's yeah. there's so many funny things out there that you know la- laughter is the best medicine these days it too. is so. it definitely is what's really cool and like even like just even on a more like not emotional but just a more serious level but it's just like i feel like i've talked to more people and yep. more in these last like week and a half that i maybe would have talked to but most likely wouldn't have because i would have been busy with something or uh-huh. caught up doing something or they would have been busy with something else and it's crazy that i think now that we have so much time on our hands in terms of when we're not working that everyone's right. just like okay uh i should i should probably reach out to such and such right like i just facetimed one of my buddies last night we talked for about two hours oh stuff. that's and, cool and and, and and we talk pretty regularly and stuff like that but yeah i mean we never really had time to like to like facetime or whatever like we just usually text back and forth or send me a message on twitter and i'll send him a message or we'll talk just on various social media platforms and stuff like that but never like a full like just conversation and we just went for like about two hours or so like talking until about midnight or so. and it's just wow. you know we're just kind of catching up and all that stuff and and it's, it feels like more of that is happening now that we are really left to our own devices during this coronavirus that hey it's maybe rekindling like that human interaction that i mean with all the technology and things that we have now can kind of sometimes be uh i guess on put to the wayside and stuff but uh yeah i feel like that's been kind of cool just being able to kind of rekindle relationships and just kind of just chat with people because we don't do that enough of that in our everyday lives when we're in a non-covid19 world yeah you're 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 totally right i mean there's this is um definitely uh a, not a reassessment, but a, a, a re, um, I guess a, we're, we're gauging our, yeah, re, reigniting ourselves. Yeah, I guess, like a, in some a, ways. A, a, a recalibration almost. That, like, that's, thanks. So that's what I was looking for. There you that's, go. that's why I miss you being here. <laughs> hey, it's, it's Femi and Ferrari. It's a teamwork. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I, I think you're, you're right on that. I, I too have done that with a lot of people and, you know, I've, I've lived it all over the, uh, across the country and just different folks reaching out. I did make the mistake. I don't normally foray into the politics world, but, and I, and I don't want to do it here. Um, mm. uh, but I, I did post that article that KUOW had decided not to run the Trump, Trump press conference anymore yep. during the day of which I, I, I didn't want to go, but I think if anybody, regardless of party, watch they would see the president say one thing and the doctor say another it was confusing so i thought based on that that that's why kuow from a confusing standpoint no matter who's right or wrong Mm -hmm. uh i thought that that made sense my gosh (laughs) social media towards the strength well we're we're not (laughs) exactly we're not state. And I just did that with my friends. You know what I mean? I didn't do it like on a Como sports thing. I yeah. just was like, I, cause to me, like just, just on general purpose of someone who's watched about 10 of those briefings, I was just like, yeah, that makes total sense. Like I get it. Um, we're not state run television or radio. Nobody yeah. has to run anything. They don't want to run. Exactly. And so that's, that should be the beginning of it. 
But man, and then some guy that used to work at Como years ago, he just kind of went like needle, needle me. Like he's like, see what happens when you put something uh, that could be so divisive on Facebook. I'm just like done deleting. Just I'm not even going. (laughs) You you obviously are missing the whole point. So I just left it. I'm like, fine. Let the confusion continue. I I don't care. Exactly. (laughs) You you know, what? it's like it's there are people out there who probably understood what you're saying. But then there are people out there who are also unfortunately now during these times are unable right. to distract themselves from their own misery and now want to <laughs> inflict that upon to others and, it was you know... interesting yeah i did i just i had a very short fuse for that meaning like i'm just not gonna i'm not gonna let it sit there i'm not gonna just let people people keep beating each other up yeah and i was just like you know what I, you could have civil discourse but i was like don't i'm like i'm almost 50 years old for pete's sake don't go needle 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 for yeah. me in my face <laughs> I'm like I'm done, you know. <laughs> yeah, so no, yeah, w- kind of left it there. Yeah, once it gets into that kind of territory, it's like, all right, this is not benefiting anyone. Uh, it comes down now. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But hey, uh, those things that aren't as controversial. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bye, what... bye, Jermaine. Bye, 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 Jermaine. Uh, the guy who had probably one of the best draft celebration videos at home I have ever seen. If you have not seen it. From five years ago or four oh, years ago, oh, when when I we to, finally convened, I need to look it up. It is fantastic. He's with his brother and his dad. All of them are about the same height and size as each other. Oh wow! And they, and they jump up and down and dance, and it was fantastic. And you know, I know he got called for a lot of penalties, but Jermaine Effetti was durable. Yep. Yeah, he started all thirty games that he played in. Yeah. Um, and you know, I I think they just didn't want to pay him that. Well, I guess it would have cost him that fifth year and, it, you know, they let him go. He's going to the Bears. Uh, but it was interesting. I mean, that, the writing was on the wall for that, right? I mean, they signed four offensive linemen yeah. in, in first week of free agency. I mean, yeah, once you see them bringing guys like Shell, uh, I mean, they also they brought in a, another tackle that's slipping my mind as of right now. Um, but they, but they, they made quite a bit of moves. On, right. On the Is that the guy line. that was out of football and, over uh, the, the weekend? Warmack will be inside at guard. Right. Yeah, but I mean, or Shell was the only tackle that they brought in and stuff. So I guess we can't really. They didn't bring in multiple tackles, but yeah, I mean, they bring in Finney, they bring in Warmack and stuff. So you saw them making moves on the offensive line, and you knew that they were going to try to go at tackle in the free agency, or whether it be via trade or whatnot. And them addressing that and giving Shell a, a, not a significant deal, but a multi-year deal that really right. kind of was like, all right. Either he's going to be a high-level swing tackle, or or mm-hmm. he's going to be a guy that's replacing. Him. Oh yeah, uh, Cedric Oboehi was the other tackle. Right, right. So right. so you signed two tackles, and you figure Oboehi will probably end up being kind of the swing tackle guy that uh, Fant used to be. Uh, and once you make those kind of moves, it's all right. We're most likely moving on from Jermaine Effetti, which I mean, yeah, he played four years in Seattle. Uh, was not a fan favorite by any right. means. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because of the penalties and such, and I mean, he and he did struggle to be honest. And I'm, I'm, I'm yep. I bet if he was honest with himself, he would tell you the same thing that he he struggled and stuff. And and it's just the Seahawks felt that they needed to move on. And it, I mean, and typically once you see, unless there's a dramatic change in that fourth season, when a team doesn't pick up a fifth year option on for a first round pick, it usually means that they're going to let that player go in the off season, unless there is some sort of dramatic shift where a Fetty maybe played at a pro bowl level and they're like, okay, whoops, looks like we need to re-sign him now. And right. that wasn't the case in 2019. So 
off to the Windy City he goes. I, I felt like he struggled as a kid coming out of college under Cable. But yep. when once Dwayne Brown got here, you could see him begin to improve. And then, you know, he got called for more penalties this year than last. However, I, I felt he did okay. He, he wasn't, you know, I, I guess I don't know if worthy of resigning, but he, I, I felt like he did his job. You know what I mean? For the, for the most part. Yeah. Um, uh, and he ended up being a heck of an interview in the locker room after games. So yeah, yeah, good, good stuff to say. So yeah, good, good luck to him. Goes by way. Another former offensive lineman, but Chris Spencer left the Seahawks to go to the bears and was their center for a while. He did. Uh, yeah. So Ole Miss Chris Spencer. Um, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's kind of just it, a Fetty serves as another, I guess, I don't know if it's a hit on that 2016 draft class. You know, we put up the poll mm-hmm. earlier this yeah, afternoon asking yeah. people, like, hey, what are your thoughts on the draft class of 2016? And, you know, it's – I mean, most people were thinking, like, yeah, probably in that C range when you look at guys like Afedi, Reed, Procise, Vanette, Quentin Jefferson, Joey Hunt being probably most of the contributors. I mean, out of the, that group of names, only two guys, J- Jaron Reed and just recently Joey Hunt, are really contributing. I mean, Quentin Jefferson's off to Buffalo. Vanette now is on, I think, his third team, I want to say. Right. Uh, Who picked him up? I don't even remember. Vanette, I want to say, just went to Denver. He was in Pittsburgh, and they let him walk, and then now he just went to Denver. Uh, Right. Just signed not too long ago. I think about four or five days ago. But Procise, talented, but he's always injured. Oh, yeah. You know, you just never really know what you're going to get there. So it's it's kind of a, a tough draft class. You know, we think about John Schneider, and he's probably one of the top personnel guys in the league. But with that said, I mean, every guy kind of has that year where they kind of just are throwing the pen and just like, gosh, I thought we had that pegged, but we didn't. And I think that 2016 year might be that for, uh, for John Schneider and Pete Carroll in terms of drafting players. Yeah. The one you want to forget about really quick. Right. But speaking in terms of guys who maybe make an impact, you got to wonder where does Phil Haynes land in this whole thing? He hurt most of last year. Yep. Saw some playing time towards the end of last season. He was a road grader in college. I mean, granted. Okay. Sorry. ACC football. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, but the thing but, is that there are a lot of talented players. I mean, a lot of them are coming from Clemson, but there are, <laughs> but the ACC is surprisingly enough turns out they turn out a lot of they, they do. NFL I, maybe, it's, maybe it's just their the college prog. Now I'm a Carolina fan, so I like to watch Carolina. <laughs> they, they've gotten better. They were really bad there for a while. But still, I mean, I got to tell you, family, if I have a choice between an ACC football game, Big Ten or SEC, I'm going to go Big Ten first because I went to Iowa, SEC second, and ACC third. It just does – their style of football just for whatever reason does not appeal to me very much. Yeah. You know? So, but what do you think is going to be his deal? What do you think it, comes of him? It'll be interesting to see how he kind of just gets into the mold. I mean, he's another guy that was hurt. And like, it's when you're a rookie and you're a hurt player, I mean, you can pretty much almost chalk your entire rookie season up to nothing. I mean, we saw that with LJ Collier and with how when he, oh. got, when he got hurt. And it was like, all right, he missed all the training camp. Well, you can forget 2019 for LJ Collier. <laughs> if, you're, if, you're not right. getting, if you're not getting those reps in, going up against guys in practice, you're not going to be ever ready to play. And mm-hmm. you don't have the skins on the wall to be able to say, hey, I can play without practicing. You're not Dwayne Brown. Right. You know, like, like you, got, you got to prove yourself a little bit when you're a younger player. So for Phil Haynes, I mean, just get healthy. That's that's the 
the first and foremost, what you want to see from him, but just before you even evaluate what type of player he is, his mm-hmm. key thing is make sure you are healthy to that whenever OTAs or mini camp or whatever kind of training camp they're able to get under their, under their belts uh, with the shortened offseason, that he's ready to go and is ready to kind of just take those reps so that he can get back up to speed. Because, I mean, the last time it's been, it's been about, it's going to be what, two years since the last time he's played regular football in a football game and stuff. So he's definitely coming behind the eight ball and has a lot of catching up to do uh, before the 2020 season. So if he can just get healthy and be an extra body, you know, I feel like they prote- they protected themselves with a guy like BJ Finney, who maybe could right. play in a center or guard position. Uh, Chance Warmack took all of last year off to get healthy. He's a guy who's made 55 starts. So he has experience playing in the NFL, a former first round pick. So it feels like they've kind of protected themselves and replenishing guys who might be leaving, like maybe a Mike Upati or just, just trying to get more depth in, on the interior to where that a guy like Haynes won't be rushed into the job if he's healthy. He can kind of work himself back in. And if he's healthy and he's playing well, we'll have a chance to maybe get some starting reps um, if all works out. Yeah, he's a big dude. We'll see see what happens. Yeah, he, he, is, he is a wide body and – if, if they want to run the ball, he's he's definitely the perfect kind of guard that they're looking for. Right, yeah. So the NFL said to today, or, or we kind of knew it was coming, no draft in Las Vegas. Yep. And they're, which, I'm sorry, you were supposed to go to that. I know, right? <laughs> You're going to be covering. I, I just had envisions of Femi being there with the draft pick and all that. So maybe next, <laughs> hopefully know, next you know, year. Hopefully next year. Once the COVID-19 started, uh, I was like, all gosh. right, I am okay not going to Las Vegas. <laughs> COVID-19. Yeah. Oh, God. It's A-OK with me. (laughs) So they're going to try to do a virtual – they're still figuring it out. And and this is a lot to figure out. So they're trying to do a virtual draft. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have players involved, teams involved, and how they pick the draft – pick the players or whatever. So there's kind of like several factors here. So – Okay, well, you have to have social distancing, keeping people away. So are you going to encourage them that draft pick to have 30 people in his kitchen all tight together for when the TV <laughs> shot's there? You don't want to do that. They're going to get just a heap of criticism for that. Are you going to send a camera crew and a five people that have to go in and you got your audio guy, your camera guy, your yeah. light person, you know, your, 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 uh, your field producer, all that? Are you going to send them into broadcasts? So how, how are they going to do that? I mean, that, that, that's crazy. But beyond that, you have draft capital. Every team has it, right? I mean, that is that is their bread and butter. John Schneider, we like I always say, is like Gollum, right? With his draft picks, a little precious. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I mean, they have not had a chance to interview these guys face-to-face. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams like to do their psychology test. They like to have them on campus, so to speak, to see how, you know, just get a vibe for a guy. Some of these GMs are saying, okay, well, if you're going to do it virtually, you've canceled it. We haven't had a chance to, to, to meet these dudes. Why are we sticking to that draft date? And so I guess the, they're going to wait two weeks, the NFL, and really decide if they're going to stick to that date or not. And if I'm John Schneider or any of these guys, or John Lynch and San Fran or whoever, I'm saying you got to at least get back to some sort of normalcy where I can fly these guys up and maybe have a deadline of, you know, June one, you got to have your draft by then, you know, cause yeah. if everything gets better, you could get at least these kids into a mini camp, a rookie camp before mini camp after, you know, ch- change some dates. But I mean, don't, 
what do you think? I, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm, and this is coming from a GM standpoint. And uh, yeah, I think that, I mean, the main reason why, I mean, you hit it on the head with why they want to keep it the way it is, is just because, Hey, we want these guys to be in the, on their teams whenever it's okay. All is clear. We can start practicing and all that. They want guys to already be on those teams so that they don't have to have as big a window before restarting the season. Uh, I feel like we saw kind of a similar thing with the 2011 lockout when they held the draft, even though there was a, a lockout going on, that guys were drafted, just weren't officially signed to teams. They just had their rights to those teams. And then once the lockout or once they rat, uh, ratified the CBA, the 2011 CBA, then all the guys were able to just come right on in and then hit the ground running in a shortened training camp. Um, so my guess is that that's why they're doing it so fast. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, from a league standpoint, it's something on TV that's live that they know that eyeballs will be on, especially during a time where we're all looking for some sort of sports live thing to watch. Sure. And it, right. is, it doesn't appear that anything else will be going on in late <laughs> April. <laughs> right. So it's, it's a, it's a three days to where the NFL will be the talk of the sports world because right. we're all looking for something and p- people who maybe don't watch the draft might tune into the draft because, Hey, there's nothing else going on. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So I think they've seen it as, Hey, maybe this could be our highest rated draft, even though it'll probably be the least exciting since yes. it might just be Roger Goodell in a studio, <laughs> just reading off names. And that's that, because I mean, you mentioned camera crews going to people's houses. I mean, you're probably not going to get that. You're not going to get those shots of players celebrating in their homes with their family because that's just not social distancing <laughs> right <laughs> you know so yeah uh, i'm sure espn nfl network would get under some criticism for putting their employees in those positions to be end up visiting people in their homes so i doubt they would send those people into into their homes to get that content so you're probably just not going to get those shots and it'll be kind of a weird looking draft maybe i mean it'll be unlike any draft that i've seen ever since i've started watching the draft I think the first one I ever watched was the 1998, the Manning Leaf draft. And, and even the back then you had the camera shot of people celebrating with their family and all that stuff of the guys who weren't in the green room. But uh, yeah, it's, it, I think they just want to make sure they have that April weekend to where they're going to be the talk of the town in terms of sports. And also from a logistics standpoint, it just helps these teams having those guys on the team. But I mean, you did mention a lot of the hurdles of, not being able to actually interview guys on campus. I mean, a lot of teams met with these guys at the Combine, so they have an initial meeting under their belts, but they don't right. have, like, the, hey, let's get this guy on the chalkboard type of thing, and or let's see how, like, he would fit. Let's see if he's our kind of guy type meeting. It's all just been kind of just checking off boxes was what they do at the Combine because only have about 10 to 15 minutes with each prospect it, right. versus if you bring them in for an actual f- official visit, you have all day with those guys so that you can kind of get to know them. And you typically see what direction teams are going to go in based off the guys who they bring into their visits. A lot of teams really, especially with the first round draft pick, a lot of teams typically draft guys off of that 30 official visit list. And now it's almost like, heck, you you don't know what direction these teams can go in. It's almost like the, the draft, almost if it ends up going off in late April, is going to be really suspenseful outside of maybe the first five picks or so because you don't know who anyone's interested in because at the combine, everyone talks to everyone. So it's not like a, where you have to condense it down to where you really have to just say, hey, here are the guys that we are serious about. 
and let's bring those guys in to really make sure that they fit our organization. And now it's kind of interesting just to see, all right, well, they might be interested in that person. They might not be. I guess we'll find out in 10 minutes or so when they make the pick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because it's like like any of us. If you have a second interview, your potential for landing there is getting a lot better. It's much higher. If you have a third, if they're flying, they're higher. Yeah, pretty you know much. I mean? <laughs> so it's 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 interesting. No one's and no one's flying. So there there yeah. you go. It's it's crazy. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how all that all that plays out. I know it's it's always a day we look forward to, and it'll be unique. It might be the lamest and highest rated draft of all time, <laughs> all in one. I think that's what we're about to get. <laughs> yeah, crazy. It, it, it will be it will be very lame. It's not going to be exciting. It's not going to be anything memorable, and it'll just be all right. And it's really a bummer for those guys who are draft eligible. I mean, some of these guys, it's like this is a life-changing, family-changing day for a lot of these guys. And the fact that it's kind of going to be enjoyed only virtually or remotely, is it's kind of a bummer because you you, you talk to a lot of guys, they all remember draft day. You know, they they might play on – six seven different teams but they all remember draft day and they remember when they became a professional football player and and i'm sure these guys will still remember it but uh, it'll almost be remembered for how odd the day was and how odd the weird (laughs) uh, how odd the the year was yeah what's going on totally weird totally weird so and uh as we get ready to wrap up because our i know our time runs out and they're doing this thing at eight o'clock where everybody goes on their decks and makes noise Have oh that is that? right yeah that'll be yeah pretty cool. so i want to i want to see what i'm gonna watch it here from the weather deck i'll send it i'll send you a video i'll see what happens yeah that'll be cool. um i don't know i mean all these apartment buildings around here maybe they got caught on maybe they won't it might be the most quiet salute the thing <laughs> you've ever seen i hope not um in this week what has encouraged you what what have you seen that that you know i i I will admit, I, I tear up quite a bit, especially since I've had kids and different things happen. And I'm, I, 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 I'm a softie when it comes to a lot. But what, what has impressed you uh, the most about our society in this kind of crazy type of atmosphere we, we, we've all been kind of thrust into? Yeah, I, w- I would say just people's ability to, to give back, you know. Right. It's I mean, that's kind of just like the thing that you see it all the time. And uh, we, we live in a a very charitable country, I want to say, and want to believe. Yeah. And I think, that especially during this time, a lot of people giving back and definitely shouting out a lot of the, the, the medical professionals. And I mean, heck, this is, I mean, as stressful a situation as I'm sure they've ever dealt with. Um, and one that you don't wish they ever had to deal with. But I mean, as of right now, they're all stepping up to the plate and doing a fantastic job and trying to help stop this thing. But just seeing people giving back, I mean, I think it was, Earlier today, Drew Brees donated $5 million yeah. uh, to COVID-19 relief. And just seeing organizations or athletes. I know the NBA has had a lot of guys donate uh, money to just the arena workers and stuff like that ever since this happened a couple weeks ago. You know, like those guys mm-hmm. immediately said, hey, these people are going to be without checks for quite some time. Let's m- offset that and make sure that they're not living in like a hardship or whatever, just because we're not able to play these games. And I, I think that that type of stuff has really impressed me and just, you know, just seeing people come together and stuff, but definitely just the, the charitable efforts from those who are in more fortunate situations 
uh, being able to help out those who are, are now worried where that next paycheck will come or when it will end up coming back because as of right now, I mean, we don't know when sports will ever return. So I, I think just seeing that and seeing people kind of step up to the plate, no pun intended, and uh, right. really just take care of those who are oftentimes forgotten. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're right. And it's, it's definitely been cool to see. And I, I think the people that can reach out and, you know, the, through the next door apps, or if you see an elderly person in your neighborhood yeah. or, you know, things like that, we, we all can help one another because it's the only way to get through this. But you mentioned the medical professionals. I mean, these, there are some people, Femi, that are medical professionals that are drafting wills. I mean, wow. some, some of these folks aren't even seeing their kids uh, for days because they they don't want to risk getting them sick. I mean, they, they are the heroes in this whole thing. Yeah. It, and it's been, uh, I'm sure when a lot of these folks were in med school, they may have heard about this, studied things, whatever, but the reality of it, like what's going on at the, the hospital in Queens and things like that is, is just baffling. Um, and they go in there with no PPE that belongs to themselves, that, that, that is, you know, certified and, I, I, uh, the one guy who was the head of nursing at one of these, he was 48 years old at one of the hospitals in New York city where they ran out of PPE and some of the people there were using garbage bags. He died wow. of the coronavirus. He was 48 years old. I mean, these are, these are heroes and it's, uh, you know, all we can do is support them and, and hope that this thing ends sooner, obviously than later. I mean, that's, uh, almost a borderline dumb thing to say but <laughs> no but i mean seriously like as soon as as soon as they could just either have this thing mutate uh get just get it the hell out of here the better off these people are going to be so they can just take a breath because they can't right now it's crazy so they're they're, they're the heroes in this whole thing yeah but uh, oh sorry, sorry about that. Uh, you talked about a lot of the, the the medical professionals and they i mean they go through years and years of school yeah it's like that stuff doesn't get you prepared for a global pandemic, you know? No. It's, it's like, like a lot of them are having to just kind of, it's not like they're learning on the fly. They obviously know what to do and are doing it to the best of their ability. But it's like, it's, this is something that naturally kind of, I don't know if it catches you off guard, but you only have so much control in terms of what you can do just because of resources. And I think mm -hmm. that's the thing that's kind of almost being undertold. That's the undertold story. It's like, hey, these people they need the resources to kind of help out the people who come in who are sick. And, you know, if, if they don't have the equipment or if they don't have the beds or enough, you know, it's like, like our medical, our hospitals are not built for every person to be sick. You right. know, it's, it's just simply not built for that. So, and that's why flattening the curve outside of our selfish reasons of, Hey, we want sports to come back. That's a, and that, which is, would be awesome. But I mean, the main thing is that, Hey, not only is it going to prevent everybody from getting sick and all that stuff, it's also going to help our medical system and our health system, which is not built to have all these people be in sick beds. And you don't want it to turn into Italy where people, medical professionals are having to choose between patients of, Hey, who's more sick as a priority and then leaving another right. person left stranded. You know, it's like, that's why it's, mm -hmm. if we can try to help cut this thing down to where we're not overwhelming these hospitals and stuff, with the amount of people who are uh, coronavirus positive. I mean, that's just kind of, a, it's the smallest thing that you can do, which is why I'm right. really big on just helping, like do whatever it takes to flatten the curve, you know, it's just because yep. during the times like this, the easiest thing you can do is to play your part and try to be as diligent as possible to where we can maybe fight this thing off. And hopefully maybe in three to four months, we're kind of back to normal. 
Yeah. And if you want just a little more encouragement, if you're, if you're not, if you're wondering, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't stay home or maybe I should just hang out with my friends or whatever, go to the, uh, athletic, I think, uh, or no, the, the, uh, what the player's tribune. Yeah. Did you read Udonis Haslam's article? I, I didn't get a chance to read it now. Oh, it'll impact you. It will. And it'll make you stay home. <laughs> there's a whole, there's a whole nother layer to, to life that we don't realize that, that there's kids out there that rely on going to school yep. to live, to live, to make it through, to get a meal, to, to basically have a safe place to be. It was, he was, it, it was one of the best things I've ever read. There's a couple articles I remember. One was on the New York city uh, police dive team looking for guns and outside magazine in the East river, which was fascinating. Um, Boys in the boat. And then Udana's Haslam's article because <laughs> it just will get you. And you're like, whoa, you know, and he's such a big dude where you're like, yeah. if I don't stay home and he sees me not staying home, he might kill me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's really good. Yeah. Take time to read that tonight in between watching TV and yeah. stuff like that. So uh, always good talking about, I, I love that we're doing these. I don't know about, about you, but I, it, it, it's nice just catching up and you know, yeah, connecting, yeah. so to speak. It's, it's a lot of fun. I know, like, definitely when Seahawks playoffs, when that took off, we weren't able to do these as, as well as possible. But, I mean, the fact that, hey, now it's we have some time, we might as yep. well knock out a few of them a week, you know, while, mm-hmm. while we can and stuff. So I'm uh, game. Anytime. Always, always fun to do it. And for the folks who are listening, always you can subscribe, rate, and review uh, on Apple, Google, Podcast, Spotify, whichever podcasting stream of source you like to go to. Uh, make sure to show us some love, Femi and Ferrari. Uh, we, we do it. We're just a couple of guys uh, working in Seattle at Como 4. We like to talk sports, and uh, we like to talk to each other. So we hope that you guys are enjoying what we got going on here. Awesome, man. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Be well.